I don't like this feeling of not really not having a prepared introduction. So we'll see how this goes. <sighs> Hello and welcome to My Streaming Bubble, the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today Eric and I are taking a big whiff of Cocaine Bear! <laughs> see, I don't have... <laughs> I hate this. This feels so weird, but you're doing great. We're we're covering. We're talking about Cocaine Bear. It's available on various streamers, but most importantly, Eric, it's free at your local library, Eric. And <laughs> me, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna stop giving you shit for that. So, um, it stars Carrie Russell, Ray Liotta. Oh, no, I didn't practice this, and I misspelled his name. <laughs> Alden Ehrenrich? He played young Han Solo. I would pronounce it the same way. Alden Ehrenrich, yeah. And I, I misspelled it when I typed it out, because I'm super fucking prepared for today. Um, Let's see, who else? O'Shea Jackson Jr., Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Margot Martindale, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and more. And it's directed by Elizabeth Banks. All right. Eric. Hi, Jen. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's going so good. <laughs> that was probably my best intro to date. I, was, I th You were doing great. I thought you did fantastic. Well, thank totally you. Totally winged that one. Oh, my God. Wung it like a motherfucker, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but... As I said, talking about Cocaine Bear, pretty sure we're not going to go two plus hours this time, <laughs> um, but we'll go ahead and start with the spoiler warning slash brief synopsis. What IMDb says is, an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. What I says about this movie is, it's cocaine bear. I'm not sure what people are expecting. <laughs> but I will say this this movie is so much fun. And I'm glad that it ended up being as entertaining as it was. Because with movies like these, you never really know. Mm -hmm. It can go real well or it can go really, really not well. Like not even like, oh, it's so bad it's good. Yeah. It's, yeah, some movies are just bad. That's true. But not this one. <laughs> this one's a lot of fun. So um, with that said, Eric, do you want to go ahead and let us know what your general thoughts on the film are? So this is a movie that exists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy, here we go. So um, it is a fun movie. I'll give you that. Um, I personally am not crazy about it. <clears throat> um so it, I think it more has to do with like this subgenre of movies that the, I would categorize this in. So like I would put this into the same category of films, and I'm not saying anything bad about these movies, but like uh, like Machete or oh, Snakes sure, sure. on a Plane, ah, you know. See, and I love those movies. So those are the kind of movies that I would kind of you know say this belongs in. But the difference between this and like those movies is 
this is partially based on a true story. Mm-hmm. So now, did you know that before the movie? Did you know the story of Cocaine Bear before the movie Cocaine Bear? No. Oh, okay. Did you? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that was like a like a well known thing. I felt when the movie came out, I found out about the story, but I didn't know anything about it beforehand. Well, I don't know, and I know about it because I heard it on a podcast that covers true crime, and they were doing a minisode where listeners send in their own. Um, moments of true crime or whatever their connections to it how you know kind of a six degrees kind of thing oh sure sure. and someone had written in about cocaine bear yeah and so the host read it off it's my favorite murder is the podcast i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) i forgot to mention that um and then shortly and then at the same time as this podcast is on because it's still on um there's a youtuber nick terry that was doing animations for some of the different minnesotes so he had done an animation um for cocaine bear so not only did i hear it on the podcast first i got to watch this fun little animation that's one of my favorite little bits yes oh i loved it (laughs) so um so that's how i knew about cocaine bear okay so then when it was announced that the movie was being made at first i was a little hesitant because i was like i posted the uh clip online i was like this is the only cocaine bear movie i need (laughs) But then I saw the trailer for it and I was like, oh, hell yeah. You're on board. Oh, yeah. Right. So. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, I, I, now that I know the story. So when watching this, um, I started like looking into the actual events of the real life cocaine bear. Mm-hmm. Um, not as exciting as the movie, obviously. No. Um, that Real bear ingested what, like 75, 80 pounds worth of cocaine. Something like it's that. Not it was a lot. That. It's not going to live that long after yeah. that. I don't care how big of a beast you are, you know. But I loved the way that Elizabeth Dan- Elizabeth uh, Banks. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way Elizabeth Banks uh, took the direction of that story mm-hmm. and just turned it into just like this crazy, like drug induced fucking grizzly who just needs more drugs <laughs> you know mm-hmm. for her and her for her and her cubs because yep. her cubs are cokeheads too yep <laughs> <laughs> starting them young that's right oh man but i thought it was you know i thought that uh for what this movie is and the like the genre of films that i re- i even associate it with i thought it was pretty good probably the top tier of those kind of movies sure. like i would even like roll films like sharknado in with the with, with this kind of movie too but that's kind of like at the bottom yeah the that's like yeah i would agree a little like, i i could see it fitting in with that genre but being kind of Closer to the bottom of, and closer to like just it's like bad, bad. Same genre per se, but it's kind of still its own thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were entertaining, but then. What, Sharknado? Yeah. I but... actually have never seen a single one. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never seen those movies. Oh, okay. I just know they're about motherfucking sharks in a motherfucking tornado. Yeah. yeah. There's like five of them. God, I know. I think I've seen like all of them. Isn't Tara Reed in those yeah. movies too? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's crazy. There is some hilarious, just off the wall shit that happens in those. But <laughs> I would say that genre wise, yes, these could be considered within orbit of each other. But this is, I think this is so much better than Sharknado. Right. I mean, you got to love movies that just have insane gratuitous violence, you know, mm-hmm. for just, just for the sake of it, mm-hmm. you know, like you have your, 
your horror movies that are violent. Then you have like your slasher, grotesque horror movies. And then you have movies like this, mm-hmm. your comedic, violent movies, which you know everything is just not possible. Oh, you yeah. Know? This shit would never happen to anyone in real life, you know? <laughs> so why not have fun with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, I mean, I've already said this movie is a lot of fun. I love it. It's, in re-watching it, because I watched it when it, after it first came out, and was like instantly in love with it. I was like, yes, this is everything I've ever wanted in a Cocaine Bear movie. And so re-watching it was a lot of fun, because it was, it was a lot of like, oh goody, it's this part. Did you and see oh the, goody, it's this part. Did you go to the movie theaters to see this? No. No? Oh, okay. No. We don't really do movie theaters because one, it's expensive. Um, And two, I have a tiny nervous bladder. So anytime I'm in kind of a situation where it's not maybe ideal to get up in the middle of it or have to use the bathroom in the middle of it, Mm -hmm. like that, road trips, I get all of a sudden I just always have to pee. Yeah, it's uh, me and Anastasia are both the same way. Mm -hmm. Like we love going to the movies, but we have like this routine. It's like, okay. We, we get to the movies like at least a half hour before the film starts, mm-hmm. okay, every single time. And this isn't just because we like to be early. It's because we know we're going to have to go to the bathroom at least two or three times before that movie starts. So we just get it out of the way so that way about three quarters of the movie through, then we have to pee again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I and I never used to be like that. Like, I used to have like, <laughs> no, no one gives a shit, but... <laughs> I used to be able to make it through movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then pregnant with the first kid, we would go, mo- you know, go to still go to movies a lot. And then but I was always concerned about, you know, being pregnant, needing to use the bathroom like every sure. 10 fucking minutes. Sure, sure. So then it got to, well, we need to sit off to the side. I need to be on the aisle so I'm not getting up and walking across a half a row of people or something. OK, yeah, right. So I think that's where some of this anxiety stems from. That makes sense, and I and uh, thank you for sharing those. Uh, <laughs> no one fucking thoughts, cares. You know, God, I gotta stop talking. Oh, no, you're fine. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so my general thoughts on the movie, as I said, I love it. It's a good time. There's a bit of heart into it in it, which you're not really expecting, and it's not a big deal if you love it or hate it. I think they just kind of needed to add a little something other than just a rampaging cocaine bear yeah that's true and plus on top of that they got some decent actors for this movie there i mean ray liotta's last film uh second to last film he has apparently one more movie coming out uh i don't remember what it's called but adam told me about it yeah i saw something on his imdb that there was but he was listed as well it said producer so i assumed he was a producer but oh. producer could be the role that he was in and I it might be possible it. that the, that maybe this was the last film he shot because yeah. if that i don't know anything about the other movie but maybe that was made before this so yeah i have no one idea, of his but... last movies yeah, yeah you're right so sad to see uh and personally i was actually saying this to him the other day that you know as a Ray Liotta fan i'm i'm kind of sad as a as his fan, that this is going to be like his last major role, because Ray Liotta was such a great actor. But throughout the, you know, as he got older, you know, he was less utilized by Hollywood. But then he suddenly had this huge reemergence, you know, within like the last ten years, you know, and it was like, yeah, Ray is back, you know. But then he tragically died, and then, um, you know, that is that. So 
for uh, for an actor of his stature, you know, and kind of cult following in a way, if you uh, uh, if you followed his career. To me, I think it's kind of sad that he had to end his career with a film like Cocaine Bear. Not anything against Cocaine Bear or anything like that, but he's a uh, traditionally plays those mobster roles. I would have loved to have seen him go out in a one of those more traditional mobster roles instead of more of this like drug lord kind of uh, underboss kind of guy. I don't know. That's just my opinion. See, I disagree. I'm glad. Like you do. completely disagree. Good. <laughs> I. I love that Ray Liotta went out on like his last role happened to be a very gangstery role. Like, yes, he's a drug lord, but he's also he's also a gangster, though, because he's in ties. He's got he's a drug lord. And he, he <laughs> so first of all, where is it? It says this story is based on a book called Bluegrass Conspiracy, a story of corruption, drugs, money and one dead bear. Uh, I thought it was funny that within the movie because they mentioned the blue bluegrass conspiracy that I was, <laughs> we've got the bluegrass conspiracy out of georgia uh with ties to an italian mafia boss or mafia gangster type ray liotta mm-hmm. and then with ties to columbia <laughs> the bluegrass conspiracy is very very reach multicultural reaching. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because bluegrass so. is like mountain country mu- white people music. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's got that twang to it. <laughs> I I fucking love bluegrass, and I'm not trying to talk shit about. It. I fucking love bluegrass so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. It's weird. No, it's cool. I don't know why, but I do. I don't think I've ever really given bluegrass a chance. Not that I wouldn't. Just never really had the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I don't know something about the banjo and the tiny guitar and. Steve Martin also plays bluegrass. And that's, that's right, he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I know how much you love Steve Martin. Oh, who doesn't love Steve Martin? Oh, man. I don't want to know if you don't love Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin's great. <laughs> but I, but yeah, I love Ray Liotta in this. He plays, and he plays just like a terrible person. He's kicking cubs and he's a terrible father and grandfather he's good at playing those roles though you i know, know. He's been doing it since he was young and... i know and i felt like it was maybe kind of like an easy ish role for him in that i don't know how sick he was into making the movie but i had read that shortly after he was called in to do some uh re-recording like audio kind of yeah. voiceover work for his part in the movie yeah he had died shortly after that, oh, but he was shit. able to see the what Cocaine Bear looked like on screen. Oh, so he got to see the final cut of it. I'm not sure if he got to see the full movie, but I just read that Elizabeth uh, Banks had said that he got to see what the bear looked like, and he was oh, impressed. Okay, okay, yeah, so, that must have been that must have been hard for them because if they were still doing all the final edits and everything before the movie was released and he passed away. Yeah, that may have been really hard on the on the cast and crew. Oh know, yeah, because, absolutely. You know, despite the kind of a uh, person who he plays on screen, everything I've heard about Ray Liotta is he was just like the kindest man, and oh, like yeah. he was like you know the person people like to be around. So yeah. Yeah. you know, when someone like that passes, you know, it's really hard. But the show must go on. So and they, you know, they still release the movie. They had the in memoriam for him mm-hmm. at the end of the it's movie. Dedi- the movie is dedicated to him. Yeah. So so you know. I mean, I may have personally been like, I don't know if I like this as Ray Liotta's last film, but I am very glad that at least he got one more film and nonetheless a film that's drawn another cult-like following like a lot of his other movies do. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. So I think it's I think it's great. Like I I disagree with what you had said earlier. <laughs> Good. Good. Let the hate come out. <laughs> I it's not hate. I'm right. <laughs> Well, so it's, folks, that's it's been cocaine cockiness, bear. It's cockiness <laughs> and confidence that I am correct. <laughs> it's all good. It is all good. No, yeah, I, mean, I love seeing Ray Liotta in this. I mean, he was a terrible. I mean, like I said, he's kicking cubs. He's he's greedy for the drugs, but it's also to kind of save his own ass and is. in a way to save. Like that's his own fucked up way of saving his family because mm-hmm. he is short a whole bunch of cocaine to the Colombians. Yeah, that's and true. he even tells his son Eddie that like. If I don't get this back, they will come after my family, you and Gabe, the grandson. Yeah. So in that teeny tiny moment, you're like, there is a bit of decency in you, but he's still. It's decency for the wrong reason, though. Yeah. Yeah. So So it's, but it was, yeah, I I enjoyed seeing it. I love seeing him as another gangstery bad guy kind of role. And it seems like. This movie was a lot of fun to make, I, I assume, and yeah. I'm sure he probably had a good time making it and working with the people that all took part, had a part to play in this, sure. so I, I appreciate it, and I love it, and yeah. I loved how he hated being like daddy daycare to his grandson. Yeah. And just like how he complained about it. He's, he hates raising his kid's kid. Yeah. But you know what? There's you know, nothing wrong with that. No, no, Parents no. Kid, that's put, not his responsibility. Exactly. He's a grandparent. He's not supposed to be raising his kid. Right. His kid's kid. Mm-hmm. So I I did like that line. I appreciate it. And I thought it was funny because he's just like head in hand, just looks irritated at this Chuck E. Cheese type place. And those places suck. Yeah. <laughs> So I get it. Yeah. I was, yeah. But his son, Eddie, meanwhile, mm-hmm. is, he's grieving a loss and the loss of his wife. Yeah. Joni? Yep. Yeah. Joni. And I have to say that I really like how it's like Eddie's grieving for a very valid reason. His fucking wife is dead. The mother of his son is dead. Right. And he's being dragged in with David to go retrieve the drugs yeah. and everything. But I feel like normally we would sympathize with a character who is grieving the loss of a partner. But I feel like the way it was done, it was, oh, my God, he was annoying. <laughs> Are we talking about, like, what first he was, like, about the tattoo and has, yeah, he got, didn't the tattoo artist uh, tattoo John on him instead yep. of Joni? Yep. Yeah. Yep. His sad eating at the bar of the plain penny pasta, listening to the sad song over and over. I just, I liked that. I thought it was hilarious and well done and, like, a nice way to kind of make fun of, but, like, not in a mean way. Maybe. The, I guess the, I didn't think the idea like of someone grieving a loved one. And I, well, I think in any other genre so, of movie, we would be sympathizing so with if him. We're looking, so with the way you put it, and it actually does make sense, because I'm thinking of it now from the point of view, from uh, David's point of view. Exactly. Yeah. Because we're introduced to David first. Yeah. And before right. Eddie. And we we learn that Eddie is mourning through his dad. So we're already hearing, we, we, we're introduced to Eddie through... <laughs> Irritated eyes. <laughs> People that are is annoyed just kind of like with in them. the middle of all of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he seems to be in the middle of the entire movie. Though, mm-hmm. whenever there's some shit going down, 
Uh, and just like his reactions to Eddie are actually kind of funny. But um, I love them as like, is this idea of like friends, not necessarily an odd couple pairing, right. but you kind of have the one that, you know, like David, especially as the movie progresses and he continues to get shit on, he's just getting more and more aggravated with things yeah. and losing his, you know, and being short tempered and, and losing his patience. Totally understandable. Whereas, Eddie is still just like, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll get on the ground or, you know what I mean? Can I go pick up his fingers? Like he seems so, I don't want to say unbothered by it, but he is not reacting in the it's same just like, level it's like, as David. So, since the loss of his wife, nothing else really matters. It doesn't matter. Kinda, it, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter yeah. what's happening around him. The only thing that I think he had a real like, reaction to is when the bear fell on top of him or was trying to or was trying to hump him after it ate the entire brick oh my god I mean, yeah absolutely but it, you know especially at first when uh david gets jumped in the bathroom by those three oh, those three like scrawny little hooligans. yeah what what did the ranger call them like the dude do chomps the do champ gangs or whatever yeah, the yeah. dumbest fucking name but just Eddie, the way Eddie's carrying himself and holds himself in the background, leaning against like the sink as David's trying to find out where the rest of the cocaine is from the one kid. Mm -hmm. He's just like, oh, you better tell him. Oh, I guess I'll go get the gun. And you watch him and he kind of slowly walks, but like <laughs> with no intention of actually going to get the gun. It's right. almost like, I don't know. I just, I loved those two together. Yeah. Eddie and David, they, they, I just, I, yeah. And you know what? David just really loved that jersey. And I felt so sad oh, God, for him. His but... jersey, his shoes. Oh, he just like. His fingers. Oh, his fingers, <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, how God. do you shoot how those did two that happen? <laughs> and that got pointed out. That was actually, I think I missed that on my first watch through. <laughs> so when I watched it yesterday, and uh, 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 Bob the detective shoots David from the top of the gazebo, and he shoots off his ring finger and his index finger, and kid in the yellow shirt who was with them the guy who survives uh in the end uh he was just like how did you do that mm -hmm. his fingers aren't even next to each other <laughs> that part was super funny oh my god yeah i i loved those two i thought they were a great little little bestie yeah you know For colleagues sure. and besties because you definitely get the sense that they're they're more friends and i'm glad that david lived because i was really worried uh we were gonna lose him there Right. Kind of near the end. When he's he like, I've got one hot. last. He was like, I have one last question with their 20 questions. I'm like, no, don't oh, die. <laughs> and you know what? They, he did kind of have a happy ending because in the end, he ended up getting Bob's dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eddie got Eddie got uh, well, Rosette. Eddie, gave, Eddie got the dog from the from the from the other cop. But then Eddie just gave I think gave the dog to David or did he just put no, it, he, he just didn't... put it in the in the vehicle with oh, him. For some reason, I thought he gave it to him. No, because okay. David was like, what is this? Or, you know, and Eddie was like, I think it's mine. Oh, and Gabe's. OK. And David's like, it's not on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that little thing on cocaine? Oh my god, that uh, that white coat would have been very red, very fast, very fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, 
they were great characters. Uh, I especially like David, uh, just because I'm a fan of O'Shea Jackson um, and uh, just the work he does. And also, you know, coming after his father, Ice Cube. And just, uh, I was actually first introduced, surprisingly, to his work. And it may have, I don't know if this was uh, the first his first acting gig. I don't think it would have been. But when he played uh, his father in uh, Straight Out of Compton, mm-hmm. uh, God, spitting image of his father. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, seriously. Seriously. And, like, uh, it's funny because if you actually, if you, if you watch uh, uh, Straight Out of Compton and, you know, you see O'Shea Jackson with the jerry curl and you see old pictures of Ice Cube with his jerry curl, Jesus fucking Christ. They nailed that. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be weird if they didn't. It would. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, otherwise, um, I don't really have too much more to add to them. It's just fun characters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know who my favorite character was in the movie? Hmm. Was Henry. Oh, the little the boy. Kid. Yeah, Henry he's the good. kid was so hilarious from it from when we first introduced and then him and Dee Dee find the find, find the big brick of coke he's like yeah i do cocaine it's it's just not how i'm used to seeing it it's usually more powdery mm-hmm. you know, that's how we do it on the streets mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i thought that kid was just so funny because i think he reminded me of me and a lot of kids who i knew <laughs> when we were little where we would just make up these elaborate stories about oh, yeah. yeah we're hard we're oh, hard yeah. but we're really these little suburban tykes you mm-hmm. know who don't know shit about the real world we she's... just listen to rap music and we think that we know everything well and then Dee Dee's like she's like well how much she's like you know she tries to get henry to do the cocaine since he's done it before you know and so he's like no you know, whatever has his reasons because they're looking, going to the uh, waterfall. Yeah, yeah. And so she busts out the pocket knife, cuts into it, and goes and does picks up a nice little knife pile My of cocaine. God. Yeah, that was so much fucking cocaine. Yeah, and fo- then, and then she's like, you know, she asks Henry, she's like, now what? And he's like, eat it. And <laughs> she eats it, and you know, spits it out yep. immediately. And you know, my hubby and I are watching it. And we're just like. Mouth would be so fucking numb, like so fast. With that much coke? Yes. Oh my god, yes. How both of them weren't just like, oh my god, I can't make up my tongue. Uh, like, yeah, like. <laughs> That's the fiction part. E- yeah, even spitting it out, that that stuff's gonna dissolve really fast. Oh yeah. Their tongue uh, would have been fucking useless. <laughs> and honestly, for as much as uh, they both took in, for how, for one, you know, how they're not fully developed yet. Their yeah, bodies, they're, like are, they're still growing 12 or 13, something like that. Uh, those two would have easily, easily have gone to the hospital in the real world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause that they would have died that much Coke. That's an, just that much on the knife alone. That's an overdose right there. Mm-hmm. That's an OD waiting to happen. Oh yeah. But I do like how Elizabeth Banks played with it and just kind of made she made she had fun with it mm-hmm. she was like you know if i was just just this you know back town kid who just found a brick of coke who'd never seen it in my life how much would i think it would take for me to get high i mean obviously it's no secret that kids are stupid no way i know get out of here i don't know even with internets oh my god <laughs> so to see how all of that played out is just perfect tween preteen behavior especially in the 80s where it's like you couldn't be called out for not having done cocaine like being a kid in the 80s was weird there was a lot of like yeah copying to shit that you clearly obviously never have done yeah you know what i mean like 
like you said, you pretend to be hard when you're not because you're 12. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there's maybe there's always peer pressures, but I don't know. It felt like growing up in the 80s, there's always that fear of being called out as being a poser. Oh, you sure. didn't want to be a poser. And for some reason, admitting that you'd never done cocaine at 13 <laughs> was not the way to go. So I, it just what I feel like loser. it captures that. Yeah. Perfectly. Right. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I didn't think of it that deeply, but, you know, thinking about that, it makes a lot of sense if we're going to get very deep about, you know, this I don't think movie. it's that deep. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that deep. It really is. it. But when we're talking about kids and peer pressure, you know, especially from a young age, you know, just something as well, simple-ish is not doing coke by the time you turn 13 years mm-hmm. old. You know, I mean, um, obviously, Dee Dee was fine with being like, I don't know what this is. I've never done it before. But for whatever reason, Henry felt he had to lie. And she really wasn't buying into his bullshit. Mm -mm. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's Henry. (laughs) You (laughs) look at that kid and you're like, yeah, I see streets all day, kid. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. But Um, yeah, he was a hoot. He's he also was very tired by the end of the movie. But I also (laughs) love the fact uh, I can't remember the scene. Um. When he was talking to his mom, and he says to her, you know, that's the kind of thing that that stays with a man. Or That's not his mom. That's Dee Dee's mom. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's Dee Dee's mom. But, but he yeah. Said, he said, you've seen some things, and that's the kind of thing that sticks with a man, or whatever mm-hmm. he says. I thought that was a pretty funny line. After, uh, what was that? I think it was after Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character. After that, where, where, the when bear, he got yep, in the tree, in the tree okay, yep. that was that tree. Okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. Because because Henry was stuck up in a tree as well. So, <laughs> and then yeah, Jesse Tyler Ferguson was hilarious. I loved him in this. He oh, was first the off, best. I didn't know that was him the first time I watched it. <laughs> they so if you watch Modern Family and you know that's what he looks like in real life. They totally did a good job at making him not look like that, mm-hmm. um, like himself, basically. Mm-hmm. And oh, the hair, the 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 stash, <laughs> that stash. They even lightened the his hair, yeah. and everything. And it's like, it wasn't until the second time when I when I looked up the actors and I was like, no fucking way. So what? And I saw that before he came on uh, uh, on the screen. So I lo- you know, I was paying more cl- much closer attention. I was like. That is him. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. He did so good in this movie. I loved him. It was, you know, he's not in it a whole, he's in it very briefly, but he is, he was so, and I think it is because when you're, when you know him from like modern family to see him even look as different as he does, it's, it makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's a bear ex, you know, he's like a wilderness expert and everything. And the Rangers got the hots for him and it's just, awkward and funny and but then he you know he falls into the into the cocaine and then climbs the tree and he climbs you know and then the kid's like well bears can't climb and he's like of course they can then henry's like then what are you doing up here (laughs) (laughs) so then the bear starts climbing the tree to get to henry catches a whiff of the cocaine from Jesse and, Tyler, and books it up, books it up there so and just fast. starts ripping into him. And it was, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I should have wrote her name down. Did I write her name down? No, I did not. The other, the other park ranger. Um, oh, yeah. The actress. Well, let's see. The actress is Margot Martindale. Margot Mar- 
Margot Martindale? Yes. Okay. So I love how long it took for her to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I thought, honestly, she was going to live to the very end, just based on everything that she had gone through up until, you know, the skidding on the road. <laughs> and I honestly thought she was going to get up from that. For some reason, I thought she was just going to be the joke. She's the one person who cannot die in this movie. Oh. Like, she would have just been crawling with the, uh, uh, you know, with the board on her back, but mm-hmm. eventually she would have gotten up. I would have actually really loved to have seen her just live until the very end. She was so much fun. She was. She's cranky. <laughs> and a little bitchy she's mad she's never made it she would have made it to yellowstone by now if it hadn't been for those pesky kids and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm just like i love that she had aspirations to be a federal wildlife park ranger you know I mean, for... she had a dream you she know, had a cool. dream like a big time and i love that yellowstone is like at least in her eyes in that moment that's that's when you know you've made it that's, as a park ranger yeah. is Yellowstone. <laughs> I don't know much about the park ranger life, but you know what? Maybe Yellowstone is the goal. Maybe, Maybe it is. I don't know much. I don't know shit about the park ranger life, but I don't either. The fact that she holds it in such high regards is it tickles me. You know what? I'm going to find out a little more because the guy who lives on the corner of my block is a former park ranger. I'm going to ask him what park ranger life was like next time I see him. <laughs> I want to know if Yellowstone is the goal. Yeah. You know, is is, is that is that the uh, is that the Grand Canyon of state parks? <laughs> <laughs> that was a very poor poor uh, uh yeah, it thing. was fun. Uh, yeah, I I'll think of a better one. Good. You knew where I was fun. going with it. I know what you meant. It's like Is that the Mecca? Is that the, <laughs> is that the Mecca of state parks? Maybe oh, that sounds better. I don't know. I love it. But yeah. I but yeah, so Marco Martindale is a hoot. My absolute 100 percent favorite fucking moment in the entire movie involves her, and it isn't. The ambulance scene, which is also oh, the ambulance scene was amazing. <laughs> but when she accidentally shoots that kid in the head, <gasps> yeah. and we get the frontal shot of it, and his the hole coming out, mm-hmm. and his brain chunks all over the bear. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was... But you know what? I hated that I kid. Love, I, I, yeah, I mean, who gives a shit? But I just... That whole scene is that whole moment. Yeah. Because... You were, you kind of were expecting something bad to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. someone was gonna die in that moment. I was not expecting that way. Sure. Just and from that angle, <laughs> it was fantastic. Ten stars for that moment alone. <laughs> well, I gotta say that um, it was a lot of fun. Just. Seeing these kind of characters, you know, because I haven't watched a movie like Cocaine Bear in actually a really long time. Um, I watch a lot of like, you know, kind of a lot of cheesy action movies and stuff like that. And uh, even some comedic horror movies. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not not used to seeing these kind of films, mm-hmm. but this movie to me was like kind of its own. It stood out, you know, and it, it is its own thing in my opinion. And I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun with it. You know, yeah. um, it's not my favorite movie in the world. It, it, it isn't, you know, yeah. it belongs in a sub genre in my opinion that I don't 
really watch all that. And I don't think it was striving to be anyone's favorite movie. And if it is, that's great. Cool. Love that for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think, you know, it's, I think it's a really fun, well done kind of that (laughs) it's, it's, they, they nailed it. Whatever that is to make like a cheesy movie or a questionable concept and then to kind of nail it and do as good of a job as they did. They, not all movies can do that. Not all directors and not all writers and actors can bring all of that together. Yeah. Some of them flop really hard. Some of them, you get that feeling that they're trying too hard. So it makes it like cringy and hard to watch. You know what I mean? Like they're trying too hard to go for a vibe. Yeah, sure. This movie wasn't trying to be anything other than what it was. And you got to appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think because they were honest with what they were making and what this movie was going to be is why I think it translates into such a fun ass movie. There's no underlying messages. There's no subtle hints of it trying to be something that it's not. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have any... I mean, I guess if you do have a deep emotional connection to this film, good for you. But... What are the chances that too many people are going to have deep emotional connections to this movie? You know, maybe if you were there, um, (laughs) you know, but I just think it's funny. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's I think it's it's it is what it is. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. When I said earlier that there's a little bit of heart to it, um, because I was reading that uh, with. When, when making the movie and we meet Olaf, played by uh, Christopher, Christopher, whatever, Ginger Wildling from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, Christopher, Giant, Christopher heaves you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. So when, when he dies, like, I guess they had like a, his death scene like planned and maybe even filmed, but Elizabeth Banks decided to cut it because at that point in the movie, she says, the point has been made, you know? It's it's a rampaging bear hopped up on cocaine. Yeah. And so she's like, by the third act, I wanted people to kind of remember who the villain actually is. And it's not the bear. No. Oh. But it's Ray Liotta's character. Sure. It's basically humans, <laughs> as per usual. Um, but that the bear did nothing wrong. It just happened to eat a bunch of cocaine. It's not its fault. Mm-hmm. You know, how did that cocaine get there? Humans. How did all these deaths happen? Humans. Humans. Yep. You know, the these these international drug smugglers and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, in watching it the second time, knowing that, you definitely pick up on that. Like, it's still, the movie still has enough brutality in, like, the first half to get you through. Sure. Right? Where I agree. We didn't need to see Olaf's death. Right. You know, we saw the... <laughs> Got to witness kind of the death of his partner in the beginning, Elsa. Elsa and Olaf, a nice little Frozen reference. (gasps) I didn't catch that. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. And then side note, because at one point, the actress playing Elsa calls Kristoff, Kristoff. So he's credited in the movie as Olaf slash Kristoff. My mind is fucking blown right now because I didn't put all this together. So nobody... So... As far as anyone knows, no one knows if that was a slip up on her part or if maybe like Olaf is like a nickname that, you know what I mean, where 
Because in that moment where she says Kristoff, it would kind of make sense to drop someone's first cert name. You know what I mean? Like sure. their, for, their full government name. Well, not full. But I just think that's fun. And I love that they just added the other credit yeah. to them. Because otherwise you're going to be like, well, then who the fuck was Kristoff? And who the what's the difference between Kristoff and Olaf? Right, right. right. So that is so funny. Though. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Wow. Do you want to build a snowman? I don't know. <laughs> this movie is all about the snowman. Yeah. <laughs> I think they make a reference later on. Uh, Cocaine Christmas, I think, is what they say. When, yes. Uh, when Bob is pouring the coke over off yep. the gazebo. <laughs> Ooh, and what did you think of Bob and Reba and a little bit of a twist we get with Reba? Eh. Honestly, I wasn't affected by it at all. Yeah, not really. No. Bob, I thought was great. So I, I, I love, I, I love Isaiah, uh, uh, Isaiah <laughs> um, uh, Whitlock. I, I love him. He's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, the other detective, she was okay. Yeah. The the twist at the end didn't really bother me in any way. I was, just, I was like, eh, you know, they could have gone with it, not her not being working for them, and I wouldn't. Been as effective, it wouldn't have affected me as much either. Yeah, it felt like it felt forced. If I'm being honest, like a a, a a twist twist for the sake of a twist. Yeah, I uh, I I don't hate it, but I agree the movie could have done like had that not been the case, it would have been fine because in the end she turns out to be fairly decent. You know, she walks away from Mm -hmm. Ray Liotta's character. David stops Ray Liotta's. uh, What's his name? I can't. Sid. Um, the character Ray Liotta plays his name. Sid. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. So David steps uh, in front of because Sid pulls up the rifle and aims it at Reba as she's walking away. David steps in front of that. So okay, Sid doesn't shoot her, right? And, or or David. So Sid still values David to some level. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's super weird, but that's all right. I mean, just this brute, this brutal ass character, right? But he has a soft spot for David, like we all do. Well, David is David, David is great. You know, you just so want to get him Jackson. a new jersey. You just want to hug kicks. him. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was the first time watching it, and that twist was revealed. It was kind of like it was disappointing because I just. I just didn't want her to have been in the pocket of Sid. But at the same time, though, she wasn't a character that I think we were meant to be, like, deeply uh, connected to. Like, she wasn't... I felt like she wasn't in the movie that that much. She like, really I, wasn't. I didn't feel any kind of personal connection to that character. I didn't get to really... We didn't really get to know a whole lot about her mm-hmm. and her backstory. Like... Yeah, she was she was there and she did play a role, but it wasn't to me. It wasn't significant enough for me to really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know, like we have said, you said, and I agreed with. Had she not been in the pocket of Sid and just straight been a straight cop, that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it right. makes no difference in the movie or how it ends because as long as she would have lived and given Rosette to Eddie, that's all that matters. Yeah, sure. Actually, now that we're saying all this, I feel like that is the only part of the movie that just kind of doesn't really belong in the film. It just it doesn't it doesn't really makes make a lot of sense to me to have that scene in the movie. Um, Well, it's I mean, again, it it doesn't impact the overall storyline. But but again, it just shows like corruption Uh, amongst police 
you know, like police even, officers. Yeah, yeah, even the kindest officer could be corrupted or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Something like so. that. So, so, but yeah, I agree. I think by the end of the movie, the one we're supposed to sympathize with the most is Cocaine Bear. Because as Elizabeth Banks had said, Cocaine Bear is an innocent. She did nothing wrong. (laughs) Animals, no matter what kind of animal they are, they're, they're curious in nature. So, Mm -hmm. and you know what they do? They, they, they eat a lot. Mm -hmm. The animals eat, you know, Mm -hmm. so you, they find it, you know, this bear finds this package, thinks it's food, eats it. And now it's, you know, now it's hungry for it all the time. I don't know. But, and, and I loved Bob. So I was sad that Bob died. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah. I like him. That was a bummer, but he was, yeah, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Just yeah. You know who, whose uh, performance actually really stood out to me, and I shouldn't really be surprised by this? It was Carrie Russell's, because she was actually really awesome in this movie, and I didn't expect to see her in it. So I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. She played, uh, I want to say Felicity, but yep. I might be wrong. It was yep. Felicity? Okay. And the Nagzima girl. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, funny. Um, yeah, so I didn't know she was in this, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. And I thought she did fantastic. I haven't seen her in anything for a very long time. So Yeah, it was it was kind of a nice surprise. I, I never got into Felicity, but yeah. I never had anything against Carrie Russell. So, no, of course not. You know, yeah, I thought she, she, she did great as a mom, single mom. Single mom, yeah. Nurse. I, but, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, the one part I do really love with her is at the end after everyone has jumped off the waterfall. And can I also say that how much more brave a single mom and two kids are versus David and and Eddie? Because they jumped first. Yeah. The family folks jumped before the gangster types. I love that. Yeah. Um, And what a gamble to take. You don't know how deep that shit is. (laughs) Holy Mm. fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) But they all jump. You know, and David has at this point been shot in the neck and everything and kind of saying they're him and Eddie are having that moment, saying their goodbyes. He's got his last question of his 20 questions. But then Carrie Russell's character being a nurse, the way (laughs) the way she pops out of the water, you know, she's like this gorgeous mythical mer nurse <laughs> to save david you call her a nurse <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it was nice. there was just something about it the way she pops up and it's because it's at night and the moonlight maybe and so some of the water kind of glistens and <laughs> mm-hmm. it was just this like david lives yay kind of moment <laughs> i like it <laughs> if there's gonna be a sequel it should be yeah I, I, david's gotta be the star well they did come out with I th- what was it cocaine shark there is like now new cocaine animal what? movies yes cocaine shark you know i saw something recently oh my gosh um it's got 2.2 out of 10 on imdb oh sounds good <laughs> 47 on rotten tomatoes if that means anything to anyone <laughs> oh my god this is gonna kill me there's a new movie coming out um fairly soon about another rampaging animal i don't think it's on cocaine oh okay okay uh is it ebola rex no 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 it is called it's called slother house <laughs> slother oh, my god house 
and according to IMDb, Emily Young, a senior, wants to be elected as her sorority's president. She adopts a cute sloth, thinking it can become a new mascot and help her win until a string of fatalities implicate the sloth as the main suspect in the murders. Oh, my God. <laughs> that wouldn't... That's so dumb. Sloths are so fucking This is given a theatrical release. Wow. Like, uh, yeah, look, look at that. That's, that's the poster for it. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It's got a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. Hey, it's better than cocaine sharks. <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> Is that really like a high bar to breach? I no. Mean, maybe, maybe this should have been cocaine sloths. Who knows? It kind of has to. Oh, They're so fucking so, slow. Do you think a sloth on cocaine would move really fast? I would hope so. Oh, my God. They'd probably move at a more normal, more normal pace. What do you think would be more dangerous? Meeting a coked up sloth in person or meeting a coked up shark i'm gonna go still shark yeah. uh i don't know how brutal sloths can get they have those nails? big ass claws yeah, but those things are huge but they're so fucking slow and they got that face that that, that. <laughs> you know you're gonna be a sucker for it how do we start talking about sloths and because you sharks? went down a rabbit hole of because <laughs> you said there needs to be more cocaine animal movies or whatever and oh. i was like there is one. Oh man and then you brought up slother house so oh okay that will all be cut yeah right okay <laughs> <laughs> at least we got to have the conversation yeah uh let's see so you got I, anything else? You know what? Honestly, I don't have a lot more to add. It's 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 a movie that exists. I am glad that I watch it. I'm glad we got to have this conversation about it mm -hmm. because honestly, you you're probably the only person in the world who I could have this kind of conversation with about <laughs> this movie. So no, I think that's all I really got. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have too much else. You know, it's not a deep movie. There's not. There's not a lot of like symbolism and metaphors and similes and and anything like that. Like I think the deepest it goes is that humans kind of suck. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. But we also are great, you know, because then yes, you have Carrie Russell's character and the and the say you know the mom saving the day kind of thing, saving right. the kids. Right. But at the end of the day, animals are victims of our behavior. That, that is very very true. <laughs> so in a way, we are victims of our own behavior. Maybe that's the message. Oh, who knows? I think the message is this is just a fun-ass movie. You can read into it as deeply you want or not and just take it for face value. Yeah. I think either way, you're going to have a great-ass time. Mm -hmm. um, even if you only watch it once in your entire life and never watch it again, as long as you watched it once and had fun during that watch, mm -hmm. that's all I think this movie was was gunning for I'm gonna say this, and they achieved it. Anybody watches the movie and says that movie sucked, doesn't really know how to appreciate films. Mm -hmm. You know, because Cocaine Bear is not a movie that sucks. It doesn't yeah. suck at all. It's very well made. It blows. It, hey, <laughs> hey, oh. Jen made it funny. <laughs> but seriously, it, the movie doesn't suck. It's mm -mm. actually a really good movie. Mm -hmm. It's well made. The, the script is very funny. Um, the characters are, you know, they're they're likable. 
you know, for the most part. Yeah. You know, but I th- everything that was done in this movie was done intentionally. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. Elizabeth Banks, I don't think did, I don't think she was planning on making this movie about anything more than what it actually was about a bear in the woods, finds a bunch of coke, gets hooked on coke, and then people suffer from it, but it's not <laughs> the bear's fault. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So and her little coke babies too. And her little coke coke cubs. Those cubs are cute though. They were. They were adorable. All right. Well, with all of that said, I guess we'll go ahead and move on to our stray bubble. So, this is our last chance to bring anything up. But it sounds like you're pretty good there, Eric. Eh. I honestly have nothing more to add to this. All right. The one thing I have from IMDb. Uh, the scene in which the bear is crushing Tom, one of the paramedics, yep. while he is stuck under the door, is a is an homage to a similar scene with John Candy and a bear from The Great Outdoors. Oh, boom, 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 and my boom. note next to that is, I fucking knew it! Nice. Bear. Big bear chase. <laughs> Have you ever Got seen a, that movie? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. oh yeah. I haven't seen The Great Outdoors in so long. Though. I need to Gosh. add that to like a yearly watch, I think. I feel like I need to go back and rewatch all of John Candy's movies. Like, there's, oh, God, like, yeah. I grew up on them, but then as I like got into my teenage and later years, I just kind of like fell off of John Candy. But I always remember loving those films. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's never a bad time to ever go back and rewatch. John yeah. Candy films. I mean, come so. on. You got Great Outdoors Richards. You got John Candy and you have Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... Annette that, Benning. Yes, and Annette Benning. That's true, too. So, like, that's a great team of actors right there. Like, that is like... That 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 is like sublime 80s right there. <laughs> so... Yeah. All right. And that's really the only thing that... The only other thing I had, so... Um, and yeah, it is based on actual events. There is a documentary on one of the streaming services and that's where it'll stay because the documentary is an original from that streaming service and I think takes clips from the movie, but then you also get to know, get to find out about basically the corrupt cop slash drug smuggler and everything. And it's just as messy as it sounds but the most interesting part is the bear doing the cocaine and its nickname. Pablo Escobar? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was good. I was going to say, I just remembered that. Yeah. And they, I think they still have it on display. Uh, they in, do, but it's Kentucky. disputed on whether or not it's the real cocaine bear. Oh, really? There is, within that. that documentary, it's, I can't remember what her, if she like performed the autopsy on the original bear or something. Yeah. Um, but she stands by that that is not, quote, her bear. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's, So that's just probably just a draw to, like, get money out of people. Quite possibly. Ooh, that's so shady. It's, as far as I know, it hasn't been confirmed uh, that it is the actual, was, because you do have at least one person being yeah. like, that's not, that's not my bear. Right, sure. So oh, I just, crazy. I think that's a lot of fun, too. Pablo Escobar, though. That's such a cute that's name. such a great I name. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and move on to the Midwest goodbye, where hopefully we don't spend 40 minutes wrapping this up, but you <laughs> never fucking know, because it's me and Eric, and you sh- should have kind of assumed. Um, <laughs> but this is, we'll start with the Six Degrees of Nicolas Cage, where we get to Nicolas Cage from this movie in Six Steps or Less, and I... Uh, Eric, I know you are excited 
to share yours. So, I sent Jen a text yesterday saying I have something new that I've never done on this show before. And that is I have not one, but two six degrees of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so here we go. All right. Uh, so the first one's going to be with the obvious star, Ray Liotta. Okay. So Ray Liotta actually co-starred in a movie in, 2000, in 2004, a, th- a thriller sci-fi film called Control hmm. with one of the greatest actors of our time, William Defoe. Ah, yes. Absolutely. And as we all know, if you are a true Nick Cage fan like Jen and I are, uh, you will know that William Defoe also starred in just this little movie back in the 80s with uh, called Wild at Heart mm-hmm. with Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. And again, one of Nick Cage's finest and best roles ever if that movie was made today, well, if that movie was made today, there'd be a lot of problems with it, probably. <laughs> but, but definitely should have deserved an award or two. Yeah. Maybe it did. I don't know. Uh, so that's my first one. Very good. Now, my second one is a little more of a deeper cut, but not it's not too deep. Mm, okay. 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 Uh, so this is uh, with Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Mm-hmm. So Jesse Tyler Ferguson, if you know, uh, who plays Peter the Park Ranger in the movie... Uh, stars in the show Modern Family as Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and co-starring with him in that show is the lovely Sofia Vergara. Mm-hmm. And Sofia Vergara, uh, in 2013, played a character named Madame Desday in the 2013 film Machete Kills. Ah. Which starred Danny Trejo mm-hmm. and in 1997 Danny Trejo co-starred in this little movie <laughs> called Con Air with Nicolas Cage. Awesome. Very good. Yay. Those are good ones. Thank you. So when you said yours your first one was with Ray Liotta I was worried that you had stolen mine but <gasps> you did not. Well good. So Ray Liotta rest in peace, was in this movie that I've seen. It's so fucking bad. Uh, called In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale with Ron Perlman, uh, who was in the movie Season of the Witch with Nicolas Cage. Wait, and I, what was the name of that movie again? Uh, which one? The, the name of the movie that Ray Liotta was in that you just named? In the Name of the King, A the, Dungeon Siege Tale. That sounds awesome. It's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good name. <laughs> so I remember when we watched it because I was like, oh, Ron Perlman. So I'm thinking it's going to be like a little campy, kind of fun. But Ray Liotta, his accent was like would go in and out throughout the movie. And it was super distracting. And that's all I remember from that movie. And then I have seen Season of the Witch. I couldn't tell you what it was about because, I don't know, I saw it so long ago now. I can't even remember. Oh, geez, this is with it. Jason Statham? Yes, that's who else was in it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so there's a lot of, like, weird accents going on <laughs> in that movie. Because <laughs> Jason Statham, I believe, if I remember correctly, just speaks in his normal accent. But I think Ray Liotta tries to do maybe an English but he's his natural accent keeps coming through. I don't. I I just remember it was. It just <laughs> took me out of the movie, and I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. Okay. But 
Um, I'll never watch it. <laughs> you really don't need to. So that's that's my first one. And then I also have a second one. So this movie is directed by Elizabeth Banks, who was in uh, Wet Hot American Summer with mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman, who is Nick's cousin. Oh, cool. That's a good one. That's yeah. a really good connection. God, Red Hot American uh, 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 Red Hot American Summer is... Uh... That was a TV show, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, it, was it was a movie. movie. Then it was a TV yeah, show. Yeah. And then yeah. sometime in the 2000s, it was a TV series and like at Paul Rudd, like Ginny yeah. Garofalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. So. Those are good ones. Thanks. All right. And on to what has been streaming in your bubble. You know what? Honestly, I haven't been watching a lot of TV uh, lately just because I've been kind of playing a lot of video games yeah um so just kind of more random things we finally watched mandalorian season three i haven't really started any new shows however um i told jen before uh we started and don't worry i won't spoil a thing but i just saw the movie talk to me and uh, i definitely recommend it um i also just watched uh the movie smile um, oh, okay. Have you heard of it? I have. I've heard mixed things. So I had no expectations of this film. I just remember seeing the promos, you know, creepy people with mm-hmm. smiles on their faces and no idea what it was about. But, uh, you know, when I stayed home, uh, from, when I stayed home from work, I just like watched some movies and that was one of them. And God, it exceeded any expectations that I Ooh. didn't have. Um, it was pretty good. Um, Ooh. I would recommend it. You know, it's not like my it's not like a uh, a classic it's not going to be a classic horror movie or anything like that but i'd give it a solid seven out of ten you know okay. All right. um so there was that so that was a good movie and then um i feel like i just watched something else oh so uh over the last like week and a half we've watched barbie three times because um, my wife loves that movie she i've so i've now seen it four times mm-hmm. Anastasia because we saw it in theaters and Anastasia's now seen it six times I Aww. think because she went and saw it with her mom in the theaters um so and her mom and her aunt so that's cool yeah so that's about it right on what about you right on what uh... aren't you streaming <laughs> <laughs> well let's see I'm actually not watching any new se- I mean hubby and I are still kind of watching we're taking our time with Good Omens season two Oh, okay. Um, but other than that, I watched um, The House's October Built, the first and second one. So it's a found footage horror movie about like haunted houses mm. and these group, this group of people trying to find like the most extreme haunted house. Mm. And that one was all right. It was pretty decent. Okay. And then I watched the second one and that was, oh, I didn't like it as much as the first one. Are you a fan of found footage style? Yes, very so, much so. Okay, so like uh, Blair Witch, Paranormal Activity, VHS. But we've had this talk about Blair Witch, and I don't like that one. That one made me so fucking mad. I thought I think the ending for that movie is stupid. I said it, and I will always say it. When that first time I watched that movie, and the movie ended, and I was like, is that it? She knows I love this movie so much. When was the last time you watched it? <laughs> The one and only time. When was that? When it came out. So you haven't watched it since 1997? Yes. I think it's you should give it a second chance. I don't want to. Well, it's not my job to convince you. But if you were <laughs> to ever say, you know what? Maybe I will. But today's the day. 
Tis the season almost. <laughs> I think the movie now hits differently than it did then because you have to look at how far ahead of the times that film was yes, and the gateway. I know. And, I know yeah, I know. I just know. because it just because it started that started that genre of films doesn't mean that it was fantastic. I get it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the VHS movies? I do. I like, not only is it found footage, but it's anthology. And I like yes. anthologies. Yeah. So Trick or Treat, I love I've Trick only or seen Treat. the first one. Yeah. I've only seen the first one as well, but I loved it yeah. so much. Yeah. Anna Paquin, that was back when Anna Paquin was like on top of the world because of True Blood. So like mm. she was in this and I was just like, oh my God. But yeah, Trick or Treat was fun. But yeah. v- VHS, I got introduced to from a friend of mine a few years ago. And he, we watched like the fourth one in the anthology mm-hmm. and I knew of these movies. Yeah. I knew this, well, I was watching the fourth one and I knew there was no specific order that I had to watch them in. But then after I watched it, I went back and watched the first three before that. And yeah. I was like, dude, these are really well made. Yeah. yeah they're really good movies. Yeah. So. I like those ones. Scare Package is also a really good, uh, kind of a comedy found footage horror because oh, there's nice. parts that are just hilarious so i haven't seen the second one yet but i look forward to watching that one so yeah the house is october built the first two um and then because i reviewed the movie creep for a new podcast that uh me and my podcast brain twin aaron from it's a fandom thing will be uh launching we covered the movie creep now the premise of the podcast is uh we take a movie maybe she has seen it and i haven't or vice versa but the point is we don't know how the other person feels about it Mm. we watch we review we discuss maybe fight uh (laughs) to see if we are still brain twins and we still see it you know agree on things so we covered so for our first movie that we covered for our first episode uh, was the movie Creep. I won't mm. give it away. Where can I find it? Uh, besides my local library. Where else can I find it? <laughs> um, on a streamer. On a stream. Oh, I gotcha. Right. Yeah. We are not promoting anybody. Just the writers. Oh, of course. And, well, fuck the and the people that created yeah. but still. the shows and movies that we're discussing that actually put the work into it. Yeah. Not, so. the, not the greedy assholes who who yeah. profit off of it. Yeah, Fuck exactly. Them. Fuck so. them. Bunch of cheapskate, beatskate assholes. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of it for the, you know, kind of it for the most part. I always yeah. am rewatching Letter Kenny and Shorzy, and mm-hmm. Shorzy's gonna be making its uh, U.S. debut kind of mid to late October. So I'm excited for that. What do you mean it's U.S. debut? Because it airs in Canada first. Oh, okay. So oh, Canada gets it in like a week. Hmm. Um, and then the United States will get it. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, mid to late, like about a month afterwards. Okay, so. right on. Yeah, yeah, and for me, I got to start uh, compiling my list of uh, horror movies I'm going to watch this year. I'm going to have my, you know, my annual ones. But I always, I, I like doing this. I think it's fun, you know, watching one horror theme thing a day. Mm-hmm starting with the final day of September, going all the way through October, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I'm going to have my repeats, of course, Adam's family, 
Blair Witch, no. uh, you, know, <laughs> no, you know, stuff like that. But I want to switch it up. So if you have any recommendations, you know, I can definitely uh, add those to my list. And if you like this creep movie so much, I'll check it out. I can absolutely recommend like horror movie podcasts. Okay. Um, that obviously have covered. So even if you don't listen to them, you can scroll through their list of episodes mm-hmm. and see which movies they've covered. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're all horror. So it's all going right. to be horror movies. One of the things that's going to be easy to make this next month easy for me is you and I have a future show coming up uh, about a horror theme related uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to eat up a little bit of time for at least a week. So I can, uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, so that, I pretty much have one week already planned. So that's there good. There you go. <laughs> so You're <great>. welcome. <laughs> Aw, thanks. <laughs> so. Well, all right. So that's pretty much it. I think we have squeezed as much life out of this as we can. <laughs> hey, this was great. It's 2.51. I'm surprised we were able to go this long. Yeah. As always, thank you, Eric, for being here and oh, uh, being down to cover this movie and enjoying it. I don't, it's fine that you don't, it's not a top fave, but I'm glad that you had fun with it yeah. and you appreciate it for what it is. Thank cool. you. And I can't, <laughs> I look forward to our next recording. We will be covering the Haunting of Hill House. Oh, so I could have just said it before. <laughs> so I just can't say when it'll be out because yeah, I be feel like that house. jinxes it. Yeah, it's going to be a while. So, so um, it'll be good. Yeah. So until then, thank you, Bubblies, for listening today and continue to support the writer strike because mm-hmm. those studios and productions, again, are just a bunch of fucking cheapskate, beatskate assholes. And there's no reason any of this has needed to go on for fucking as long as it has without the writers guys jen wouldn't be able to put out this content for you so yeah because keep that in mind i don't read enough books to do a book podcast and the (laughs) books i do read are nonfiction, so no one wants to hear that that's funny (laughs) so all right well until next time bubblies bye bye If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcast fix. Follow me on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. Find me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. Have thoughts, suggestions, questions, or want to be tolerated? Email me at MyStreamingBubble at gmail.com. If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search My Streaming Bubble over at BuyMeACoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and purchase My Streaming Bubble merch. All monetary support goes right back into this podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for your support and keep streaming.